Hello and welcome to another episode of Journey to the Rise. I'm your host, Lucretia. This marks our 25th episode. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to our guests as they share their stories. This podcast has been a goal of mine for quite some time. I find people to be inspiring, and I believe we all have a story to tell. I wanted this podcast to be a space where people could share their journey and how they accomplished their goals. Personally, I lean on people's stories and their life experiences to help me find the inspiration to work towards mine. We often see people at the top of their success, yet we don't see the blood, sweat, tears, and years of loss of sleep and personal sacrifice that goes into building businesses and accomplishing goals. I wanted this podcast to be something that would share their stories, so if you were out there wanting to accomplish something at any age, at any location, I hope that it inspires you to pursue that desire that resides in your heart. We have many more conversations ahead, and I look forward to sharing all of them with you. In today's episode, we talk with Dan Blevins. With his kind and gentle nature, he unintentionally started a worldwide movement that has created new friendships, connections, and a community. All by offering to stand in as a dad for someone's wedding when their family turned on them because they were gay. You may already know this man from his growing TikTok and Instagram presence as The Zombie Dan. When I came across his videos, I was automatically drawn into his story and appreciated his willingness to be there for people who want what we all want. Love. Yet, because of who they fall in love with, which we all know we cannot control, families have turned against those in the LGBTQIA community. It isn't fair. It isn't right. And it is heartbreaking. Yet, Dan being true to himself and is an honorable and good person, he is helping people find connections and the support we all want and deserve in our lives, all by the simple gesture of kindness. Let's not wait any longer. Please welcome my guest, Dan Blevins. So I'm really excited about our guest today. This is someone who's just authentically who he is. He posted a video just sharing his thoughts and concerns about being there for others. And it is turning into a worldwide movement. And I am so honored to have you here today with us, Dan. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's such an honor. I'm so grateful. And I can't wait to learn more about you. So I just want to like kick it off. Where did you grow up? I actually grew up where I am now. It's a very small town in East Tennessee called Oneida, Tennessee. Wow, it's kind of like a mountain town, isn't it? Do they consider it a mountain yes. town since you're out in that area of Tennessee? Yeah, we're yeah we're in the mountains. Okay, so very very beautiful. What was so it's like a small town vibe. I'm assuming. What was life for you like as a kid? Were you, did you have close family relationships? Like, what did you do growing up? I was raised by two very young parents. Um, my mom was actually 15 when she had me. My oh, dad wow. was 18. And um, we were poor mountain folk. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one sister who is three years younger than me. Um, we just lived a rural lifestyle um nothing spectacular about it but very close with both sides of our families um a lot of those folks have passed on but i'm lucky to still have amazing parents in my life that's awesome so a lot of what dolly parton sings about in her songs about that area right yeah my mom never made me a coat of many colors but <laughs> but she actually could make clothing so Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. <laughs> what did you end up doing after high school? Um, right out of high school, I got married to a woman. Had two children. Um, just did like odd retail work for a while till I figured out what I wanted to do. Um, of course, starting beauty school. Twenty. We're going closely in on 24 years ago. Um, that was after we were married for probably three or four years. And I've been doing so, hair ever since. 
That's amazing. And what made you be drawn into doing hair? Uh, it's something that just came natural to me. Um, it was just like a natural talent that I had. I was I had cousins. I was buzzing their hair off when we were younger. Um, loved fixing my sister's hair when we were younger. Um, so it was just something I was drawn to naturally. That's awesome. And my wife actually suggested at the time, uh, why don't you go to school and do this for a living? I'm like, oh, wow. I hadn't thought of that. So maybe I should. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned out really, really well. What do you enjoy about being a hairstylist? Mm -hmm. Um, That changes from year to year. This many years into it, I enjoy, I have a very set clientele now. So I enjoy catching up with my clients every four to six weeks when I see them and many of them have become part of my uh, family like they just feel like family that's amazing and what kind of challenges have you personally faced living in Tennessee I know there's like <coughs> different aspects of Tennessee that seem to be a little bit more closed-minded than other states have you experienced any kind of things like in that nature one thing that I've experienced that I feel like would have changed the trajectory of my life if there was queer representation here. Living in a small town here in the Bible Belt in a very red state, most people left and they never came back. There were no queer people around for me to even see, you know, that I could live that way and be happy and be successful. Um, that is one of the reasons that has led me to become an advocate the way I have, which wasn't intentional, it just kind of happened, but it's, um, that's really the biggest thing that I could think of is just the lack of representation. Yeah, it's really, really, really and challenging. I, I forgot to turn off my do not disturb. I'm going to do that really quick. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, you're okay. Okay. <laughs> All good. <laughs> and I agree, that is a big challenge, and um, I, I wish there was an easier way to find a solution, especially, I'm sure you mm -hmm. saw in the news with Tennessee putting a ban on drag shows and I messaged a friend of mine I said why is something that brings people joy and happiness being banned and her reply to me was right. make it make sense and I'm like I'm I'm baffled exactly. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it makes no sense to me I actually attended a um, well the last two weekends I've gone to Knoxville which is about 45 minutes to an hour from me to drag brunch um, nice. and it was such a great time and both shows were very family friendly mm -hmm. and so you know I've been to nightclubs where they have drag shows they're not for kids and I mean your kids can't get into a bar so it's not an issue <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I don't understand why well actually I do it is just I think it's just the conservative Christian Republicans way of chipping away and they're just looking for a crack anywhere that they can chip um, to cause more division and yet I find That's just my opinion. yeah and I find I agree with you absolutely and I find that it's bringing unity in a way that they're not expecting I don't know what state it was. Right. I saw, I think maybe Louisiana, there was um, a library going to have drag queens come in and read to the kids. And, yeah. you know, there was this big thing and the protest was beautiful and peaceful and colorful and people coming out with rainbows and glitter. And it was amazing. And it was the most peaceful, beautiful. And someone said, you think this isn't welcomed? Look around. Everybody is enjoying this. Like, I wish I right. could have been there because it looked like a great time. Right. And it's like, clearly nothing negative is happening here. Like, can y'all just calm down and focus on something more important? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I even did a TikTok video about 
you know, the state of our DCS foster care system and here in Tennessee, we have kids sleeping on the office floors because they have nowhere to put them, but they're worried about drag queens. I mean, right. they're, it, it, it doesn't make sense at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't add up. And your social media platform is growing rapidly, and I'm very grateful. And just curious, where did the name Zombie Dan come from? I get asked that question all the time. <laughs> so I've always been a very big zombie fan. Zombie movies, zombie shows, The Walking Dead in particular. I've been a huge fan of that show. I actually was honored to be a walker on that show. I got to be a um, an extra. So cool. So uh, a few years ago, a couple friends of mine here, we do a zombie fest, and it's part of a Main Street music thing um, for locals. And so my friend just started calling me Zombie Dan, and it just kind of stuck. And so I started using it on my social media, and um, it's a name that people remember because I've started to change it, and they're like, no one's going to remember Daniel Levins, but Zombie Dan, <laughs> we remember that. So I'm like, I guess it's just, I'm stuck with it now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have more from our guest, Dan, as he talks about the members of his Facebook group, which now at the release of this episode is over 55,000 members, and his reaction to the rapid growth of Stand in Pride and Stand in Pride International. Are you utilizing your email list? Do you know that with the right message, you can convert sales and grow your business with an effective email messaging system? If you would like to know how to grow your business, build a connection with your clients, please go to girlbosscopywriter.com to set up a 30-minute free consultation and find out how Girl Boss Copywriter can enhance your business. The goal for any business is to grow and reach a new level. Get there faster by being an authority in your industry with a video docu-series. Using video, you can showcase you, your business, your staff, products, services, and your why. Building relationships is key, and a high-quality video can give existing and potential clients a way to get to know you. It also allows you to build a connection that results in increased sales. If you would like to know more about how you can enhance your business with video, contact GirlBossProductions.com today. Welcome back to Journey to the Rise. We continue our conversation with Dan, and he shares the gratitude that comes from the connections people are making. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I, I read somewhere where you stated in 2018, you had walked your daughter down the aisle. And the mm -hmm. idea of not having a parent at their wedding or you know, a life event was heartbreaking to you. Is that what initially started this entire idea to be a stand-in dad? No. <laughs> that that was from the Today Show. And the way they edited that, that it made it sound like that. But stand-in, like my idea for stand-in pride didn't come along until I had seen something about I can't remember if it, I think I saw something on TV about Sarah Cunningham and she is the founder of free mom hugs and she had a viral post she had a post go viral I think on Facebook offering to be there for people in that way as a mom so I'm like well that's something I want to do so I made a video on TikTok and when I posted that video I didn't think that much about it um, because that's the way you know that platform is 10 people may see it or a million. You just never know. Right. Um, but immediately the comments started coming in of other parents saying, I would love to be there for someone, um, people needing support. So after posting that, I'm just like, you know, I don't know how to organize this. I didn't expect this. This was not my intention, but I saw a need for it. So that's when... I decided, well, I've got to make some, figure out a way to order because you can't do that in comments on a video. Um, so I ultimately chose to do a Facebook group. 
That's amazing. And that group has grown, if I understand correctly, you have like different like different people have started their own and there's like regions. Like it's expanded beyond just what you started. Is that correct? Um yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's insane, really. <laughs> um people ask me all the time, did you ever expect this? No. Like I remember thinking, I told a friend if we get a thousand people in this group, I'll be happy, you know. Um, within 24 hours, we had a thousand members wow. of the original group. <clears throat> so Stand In Pride International is the original group, and we are sitting at 48,000 members right now. That's amazing. And back in September, we, um, I started regional groups for the United States. So... I have a total of six groups that I add in with help. I don't do all this myself, um, but there, someone asked, there are other groups for countries that people have reached out and asked if I would mind if they use the name to start a group for their country. So there's Canada, Australia, Europe, um, a German language group, because I keep saying Germany, and people are like, well, Germany's in Europe. Yes, I know, but it's a German language <laughs> group. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I had someone from Switzerland reach out um, and South Africa, and they're working on building a team to to moderate the groups. So, yeah, it's great. Like, I never expected that. The last count I had, there were close to 90,000 members worldwide in all oh the groups. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. And we just celebrated our second year anniversary for the original group, um, oh, January 29th. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's it's, very it's, exciting. It's crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's this has turned into this world, clearly a worldwide movement. Like, did you have, clearly you'd had no idea, but like, what is your reaction to this as this is growing and, and seeing the support behind it? It, it makes me emotional sometimes and I, I get overwhelmed and I get a ton of anxiety. Um, for example, just before Christmas, there was an article in Italian Vanity Fair about me and Stand In Pride. Um, there was an article online from a news outlet in Thailand. Um, you know, I, I have people emailing me from Teen Vogue. I did a, an, an interview with them, the Rachel Ray show, the Today Show, People Magazine. It's just like, this is just everyday life now for me. <laughs> and so I, I really try, as weird as it is, I, I try not to think about it too much because then I start getting in my head and I get overwhelmed. Um, yeah. But, you know, I never expected anything beyond hopefully connecting a few people who needed some support in the end or in the beginning but now it has literally taken on a life of its own and we're going yeah. places that um i never even imagined it's so amazing and yeah. what do your kids think about this um my kids are just like dad is so weird <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> They're both adults <laughs> and both married, have their own families. They don't pay attention to me, honestly. Um, <laughs> You're just dad. Yeah, I mean, they don't, they're not on TikTok. Um, so they're, you know, they're just like, whatever, that's dad and he's just weird. So <laughs> they're, they're not at all impressed, you know, that I've made national news. Um, they're, they may be a little embarrassed that I'm on national news for all I know. But, uh, <laughs> we have a good relationship. So typical kids. Typical kids, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sure, I'm sure they are proud in their own way, but they would never let me know it. <laughs> oh, never. No. Never. We can't, we can't let our parents know we're proud of them. No. No. That no. conversation is too awkward. We're not going to have that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As you mentioned, you've received nationwide media attention, international media attention. I, I didn't do a big deep dive, but is Tennessee covering this at all? No. 
<laughs> Still and, not anything. No, um, I, I did an interview with a magazine in Serbia. Serbia. I mean, that, but no, there has been nothing here in Tennessee. None of, which I've asked, uh, some friends of mine have been emailing, I found out, our local newspaper. I'm like, I don't want that. Um, I really, nothing that I, any kind of media attention that I've received has just come to me naturally. I don't go looking for it. Um, I'm not asking anybody to email me or, you know, to interview me or anything like that. So it's just not happened. And I think because of the state of the the world in Tennessee um, being such a red state, it's just not something that they want to promote. I understand why my local newspaper hasn't picked up the story and, you know, it was it would actually be newsworthy in a town like this that I was on the Today Show or I was on Rachel Ray, things like that. Um, but they would have to explain why. <laughs> They're not going to do that. <laughs> oh my and gosh! So, I, you know, it's not funny, but at the same time, it is that right. you know they right. let their their they know their readers and they know it wouldn't be received well. They were the ones that would be receiving the hateful emails about why you you know, printing this. So I don't need that aggravation. I am surprised sure. that, you know, like Knoxville, Red, uh, Knoxville TV, like our local NBC, ABC outlets haven't contacted me, but I don't really yeah. put out there where I am either. Um, right. So I don't, I don't know if they realize that I'm in East, East Tennessee because most interviews just say Tennessee. Um, mm -hmm. And I, and I'm, maybe I'm just giving them too much grace, but I'm just assuming that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought at least it, maybe it, the it, Nashville it, market would have reached out. Right. No, I've not heard from anybody. And, and like I said, that that's okay. Like I, I don't, I didn't do this to, to be on the news or to be on right. anything like that. So um, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, I'm not losing sleep over it. And ultimately, it seems you're reaching the right people, the people who want right. this message, the people who want to be supportive. And if there's, like you just said, if there's someone who doesn't want to cover it, there's no love lost. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and what you're doing to see the growth of your efforts, it gives me so much hope for the good that exists in this world. And I'm so grateful and thankful for you. How has this affected your life? Well, like I said earlier, um, you know, the Today Show's calling, Rachel Ray's calling, um, <laughs> weird things like that are happening to me. Um, it's changed my life in so many ways, other than, you know, media attention. Um, occasionally I will be on a, a live stream and someone will say, you know, thank you for starting this group because I've met um, my new family or I just had lunch today with a new friend that I met through the group. And um, I love, I don't, we don't see that in the groups because most of those interactions happen privately. So I love knowing that people are meeting um, and that just inspires me to keep going. But um, my day-to-day -day life has changed because I take time out of my day to talk to you, um, <laughs> to do, you know, other interviews with people. Um, I have Zoom meetings out the wazoo, <laughs> it seems <laughs> like. But um, it's good things that are happening and taking my life in a different direction than I ever thought was, would be possible and changing things for our community making people have making sure people have safe spaces within um chosen family people they can reach out to when they just need someone to talk to so it's um it's overwhelming like i said um but i am thankful and and so blessed that this has you know taken on the life it has and and i'll happily sit back and let it take over my life because it's a good thing Absolutely. And to have, like you just said, to have someone to talk to, to have a safe space, that's everything. Mm -hmm. And when you yeah. don't have and it, it's terrifying. So... 
that's what's so wild to me is two years ago, I thought I was starting a private Facebook group to help people find chosen family to attend their weddings. And it that group was like, that's not enough. We need more. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, you know, now it's, it's just gone so far beyond that. With, you know, the whole standing at a wedding thing really is attention grabbing in the headlines and, and media and stuff like that. So that's what they tend to focus on. But people are connecting for all sorts of reasons. Um, a lot of times just virtually. A lot of people looking for support are just happy to have someone to call or FaceTime or text um, because they're truly alone in the world. So. Um, having a safe space where they can reach out to someone just um, is something I never imagined. I didn't even realize how how this would evolve and how it would change on its own to be what this community needed. That's amazing. And you, you don't get to choose your family. And I believe firmly family does not need to be blood to be family. And it really seems like you've Absolutely helped shift not. that perspective with standing pride. And clearly you're getting great responses. Like what kind of responses have um, you've you shared a couple, but what sh responses ha can you share with us? Um, that's the thing. I don't always get a lot of feedback every now and then someone will send me a message and say, thanks, you know, I have, an, I have a mom now, thanks to you. You gave me a space to find someone to, to be a mother figure to me. Um, some interactions that I know about, we recently, someone recently let me know that they had found a couple of moms to help them fill out um, college applications. Oh, and wow. that had me in tears when I was yeah. reading that and I actually did a video about it on TikTok because it's just little things like that, that a lot of times we take for granted that, you know, here's this young person graduating high school, wanting to go to college and they have no one there to help them. And, yeah. but now they do. Um, we had a young man, a young trans man going for a job interview and couldn't tie a tie. We had dads jumping all over that. Couldn't wait to help him, to teach him. And he learned on Zoom. They did a Zoom call and taught him. How so, fun! I mean, oh. Yes. Um, so that's the, that's the beauty of it. With to, with technology, you don't have to be in the same town with someone to make a difference in their life. Mm -hmm. And those two examples, people from other places, have connected virtually and, and made a difference in those those young people's lives. And we've had people. I'm trying to think we've had people um, get out of domestic violence situations. I didn't know about those until afterwards. I have been part of helping a couple of people. That's not something we really advertise because it, you know, results may vary type situation. Um, yeah. We've helped people with homelessness. And again, that's not something that we advertise that, that we can do, but if someone connects, you know, if someone's looking for support and they connect with someone offering support and they find out that they need that help, it's very possible, but we don't let people, for a lot of reasons, we don't let people come in the group and say, you know, I'm homeless and I need a place to stay. Because there are so many layers to being homeless. Um, a lot of times there's addiction issues, there's mental health issues, um, and just the average person thinks, you know, well, they just need some money. And, you know, if there's an addiction issue, you're not helping them, you're actually enabling them. So we're very careful about things like that. We do add our admins and moderators when I see a post like that, will gather resources for that person, for their area to help them out. Um, so we're, you know, we're still helping we're just not letting a thousand people jump in and say, here, here's some money and, right. and let's, you know, make this problem worse. Right. Um, yeah. Think they're making it better. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just any number of things you can think of. Um, and again, that's the part that's overwhelming for me. Someone said, you should write these down. And I'm like, 
Well, I kind of should, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's not really always my story to tell. Um, and I think it's better that those people tell their stories um, when they're comfortable telling them. Just recently, someone made a video for me on and tagged me on TikTok that they had met a young person and on New Year's Eve, they had a sleepover and played board games. And um, I just think, you know, it's something so simple and yeah. made a huge difference in that person's life. That's amazing. And it's creating community and connections and developing friendships and that can turn to family. And that's just, I think the world as broken as it is needs that structure of community. Absolutely. Even during the holidays, um, we do post threads because we get so many people offering a place at their table for Thanksgiving, for Christmas dinner. Um, and, you know, people will post their location and their plans. There was somebody going bowling. They're like, you know, if you want to tag along with me and my family going bowling, um, we would love to have you. So um, there's so much goodness in the world and so many people that um, are happy to share that, you know, what we consider traditional family time with others and for people who most likely would be alone on those special days. Absolutely. And the holidays are so incredibly hard anyways. Like there's stress and there's anxiety yes. and it's so lonely. It just seems like from October 15th until February 15th, like unless you're coupled up, you don't exist to the media and society. Exactly. And to hear people are like, hey, I have dinner. Come over and join my family. Hey, we're going mm -hmm. bowling. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that even I hadn't put into words, but it's one thing to lose your family, but you actually lose traditions as well. And so for a lot of people in the community, they're having to learn to live without their families. And then the holidays come around and you're like, you don't have those traditions that you have a, you know, grown up accustomed to. And what do you do? Like, where do you start? And um, stand in pride is where you start. Um, and again, never expected something like that to come out of, um, starting that group, but I couldn't be more proud. Oh, that's amazing. I love it so much. I had read a very disturbing st statistic put out by the Trevor project that states 42% of LGBTQ youth seriously considered suicide in 2021. And more than 80% said that the pandemic made their living situation even more stressful. And only one in three found their home to be LGBTQ affirming. It is 2023. Like, why is there so much hate towards people who are wanting to live their life authentically? I wish I had the answer for that. Um, I have some opinions. Um, a lot of times I think it, and this may be me offering more grace than people deserve sometimes, but <laughs> I think it's the idea of change. Um, I mean, the world is changing, people are evolving, and then you just have this certain group of people that don't want to see that. They, they just can't accept that, you know, what they've been told their whole life is bad is not. And... I have seen people come out of that. It's a miraculous thing. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And they have so much guilt and regret once they, they wake up to, you know, this, this is my child and I can't believe I treated them that way, but I'm going to do better. Um, but I, I really think it has to, to do with change. I just think that you have people set in their ways and they don't want to look at the world from a different perspective wow and and i guess i think differently than others i think if someone is just seeking out to be loved how is that wrong right and i think you know when you have when you have people and i had this conversation with a client this past week when you have people living in these rural areas 
there are people in my town here that have never gone anywhere. They've never left this town. They've never met people any different than them. They've never met people of color. They've never, you know, so to them, that that is their, they're living in this bubble and anything outside of that is bad. And they can't, they can't tolerate that. You know, they can't accept that. And I think it, that's where a lot of the closed mindedness comes in. And I think the pandemic has made that worse because we were so isolated already, you know, from that, um, being in a bubble and then you're isolated from the rest of the world too, is just, you know, it's just kind of piled on top of the issue more. Yeah. Wow. I just have so much respect for you being you, being authentic, your true self, you're changing, you're changing lives and many lives you probably won't even ever know about. Right. But the stand in pride is this powerful, powerful movement that's giving people a place to feel safe, a place to feel seen. Like, Mm -hmm. how does that feel? Well, like you said, um, I probably won't ever know. Um, I had this conversation with someone this week too. Um, and she's like, you have no idea how many lives you've touched. And I was like, I don't. And I'm afraid if I did, it would change who I am. And she was like, well, you don't have to be so humble. You should be, you know, you should embrace it. And I'm like, well, I think that is who I am. I'm just a humble person. And, you know, I tell people all the time that I didn't start this to be recognized or, I mean, that was the farthest thing from my mind. I never imagined thing, you know, something like that would happen. So, um, I, I don't really think about it too much, or like I said earlier, I get in my head, it gets overwhelming and I'm not hiding from the world (laughs) (laughs) because I, I truly, I am an introvert. Um, I'm a very introverted private person so all of this attention that has come from this is overwhelming from that aspect but also i will never turn down an opportunity opportunity to talk about stand in pride because i feel like every opportunity i have could reach someone who needs our support so um i think about it honestly to give you a direct answer i don't think about it And I think it's okay if you don't know all the lives that you're touching. Like you said, that would be overwhelming. And just, right. but you could know in your heart that they're out there. And just yeah, by you opening this door and this community is organically seeming to build itself. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to know. You just know, I, like, I you put out the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like I said earlier, it's it's just... My I, my reasons for starting it are pure. I, I don't need any of the attention, but every time someone does come along and say, you know, thank you, I have family or I have a friend now, that's all I need. You know, that, that continues to inspire me, but I don't need it. And I think that's one reason I don't write down the stories that people tell me because I don't want a running total. I don't need a tally or anything like that. Yeah. And like you said, it's their story to tell. You're just, you're the mm-hmm. vessel giving the opportunity for the community to come together. Right. That's amazing. So what's next for Stand in Pride? Did I hear there may be an app coming soon? We are in the works. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're that's... complicated to put together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have been in contact with a company that wants to partner with me um i literally tried to get them just to take the idea and run with it but they're like no you're the face of it you've got to be a part of it and (laughs) i'm okay with that but um i don't really have any details because we're still in the process of of organizing and putting it all together but this is not just a basement program or this is like a a real tech company that um, has the means and the power to to go forward so it's looking like it's going to happen um sooner rather than later and i mean that's exciting that is like 
the ultimate goal for me um, because so many people have come to me in the last two years. They're like, I don't want to use Facebook. I don't want to be on Facebook. You know, is there other ways? And we have a website. It's not the greatest. Um, I'm not super happy with it, but um, an app would, you know, everybody could just download it on their phone and it can, everything's location based. And um, I'm so excited for it. I can't wait to have more details to share, but I really don't have anything to share because, you know, it's just still, I guess, in the planning stages. And they take a long time. People don't realize how much coding and work goes into oh. developing it out. See, I, I, yeah, I had no, I've been asking for a year and a half. Somebody make us an app, please, you know. And yeah. I just thought you made it and you just put it up there and there you are. But it's, it's a business. Like, we're going to have to get lawyers mm-hmm. involved and then you have to get sponsorship and sell ads and, you know, because it, it costs money to con- to keep these things yeah. going. I wasn't thinking that far, but I actually have been connected with someone in the business that is super excited about it. And um, I, I think we're headed in the right direction finally. That's awesome. Yeah, it takes sponsors, yeah. often investors. Like there's this whole backside yeah. to apps that people are like, oh, I just pulled it up on my phone. Here I go. It's like, right. no, there was a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> that went into the ease of you just opening that app. <laughs> Through my research, if I wanted to pay someone to app, that could be upward of $200,000 just to build yeah. it. And then mm-hmm. you have the maintenance cost of to keep it running. And I don't want to learn how to build it. I don't want to run it. I just want it to be there so I can push the button on my phone. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I totally understand. Oh, it's going to be exciting, though, once it starts to fall into place a little bit more for you. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I do have plans to make Stand In Pride a nonprofit as well. So that's in the future. I've kind of held off on that because I didn't see where we could help. Um, you know, I didn't want to have a, a nonprofit just to say I have one. Like I really want it to be something that is useful in helping the community. But um, with the state of the world today, it seems inevitable at some point um, marriage equality and for the um the Supreme Court is going to overturn marriage equality and give those rights back to the state. So some states will not allow it. They'll have to recognize it. Thankfully, that that um, the marriage Respect for Marriage Act was passed. But um, people that live here in Tennessee most likely will not be able to get married here. So they will have to travel outside the state to get married, you know, where it's legal. So I decided that's what I wanted the nonprofit to do. Um, There would be people like in the deep south, like Mississippi, they would have to travel thousands of miles to a blue state where it's legal. So a lot of people won't be able to afford that. So I think that's where our nonprofit could step in and help them with travel costs. Um, We have a network of people all all over the country that, you know, would be happy to give them a guest room for the night. things like that Mm -hmm. so i'm just kind of looking ahead at where we could you know be of assistance if that happens i want to say if not when absolutely yes i agree with you let's hope it's just if i would like to see it not happen (laughs) right and for those who want to get more involved, who want to know more, who want to support, who want to sign up, like how can they find you? How can they find out more information? How can they get involved? Um, I have a ton of videos on TikTok and my username there is at the underscore zombie underscore Dan. Um, I explain all the different ways, you know, standing pride is helping. Um, we have... Facebook groups, like I mentioned earlier, Stand In Pride International is our original group, but we have regional groups for the United States. Um, And you can 
find those just by searching Stand In Pride on Facebook, and they are private groups, so you do have to go through a security process, which means answering some questions and agreeing to the, the group rules. And we have a website called standinpride.org, and we have groups there, but they're public because um, we don't have mod I don't have a, a team of moderators on on the website, so those are public groups which are just self self monitored. So be kind, people, when you go there. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Not Absolutely. that they'd have any reason not to be, but come on. It is a community. It's a beautiful community. Right. And we don't want anything negative happening to this amazing opportunity yeah. for people. Most people who come, I mean, we've had a few people that we've actually not had anyone bad ever, which is thank I'm thankful for that. We have some people that come into the group that have different ideas, um, they're not as affirming as they think they are until they get into the situation. And um, anytime a, a, a conversation would come up about pronouns and you have somebody, you know, being ugly and it's like, you're in the wrong group, you're out. <laughs> it's um, one strike, <laughs> you're out kind of Perfect. deal with that. Good. So um, you don't get a second opportunity if you, if you're offensive or rude or anything like that. But so far, it's not been, you know, no, no one's came and tried to start problems or anything like that. So I'm so Good. thankful for that. I'm very thankful to hear that as well. It should be a peaceful, happy space where we can just unite and get, get along, y'all. Just get along. Right. <laughs> and, and it is. And I have, I have worked to curate um, the rules and and the experience for people over the past two years as we've evolved, we don't allow any negative news. You know, people's not going to share a news story that, you know, a trans person's been hurt or, you know, unalived, something like that. Um, because, you know, you can find that news anywhere online. And so when you're in the group, there won't be any triggering things like that. Um, no one can ask for money. Um, that That's one of the biggest issues is even people in the community think, you know, these are good-hearted people. I'm going to give them a sob story, and they'll, they'll write me a check, and that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I'm not going to allow our allies to be taken advantage of either. Um, right. So, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a safe space, and people can share their their stories. They can you know, vent if they need to. We don't really encourage that because that can be triggering for some people too. But um, the whole idea is, you know, if an ally joins, they introduce themselves. Some A lot of those seeking support never make a post in the group, but they read those introduction posts and they'll reach out privately to that person. So that's why I never, you know, I don't always know when people have, made a connection through the group but um, it is truly a safe space and anytime someone needs some support we celebrate birthdays um, you know starting tr um, tea or HRT um, things like that they just get overwhelmed with all the comments and the reactions on their posts and it's just beautiful I love that so much we need more of that in this world we, we do. just need the community we need the love we need the support we need the kindness be kind to you so yeah. you can be kind to others and i just i love what you're doing so much and i respect you, you and appreciate you so greatly and i just i can't i want everyone to hear this so they can know about you and what you're doing so if they need help and support they don't they don't feel alone they don't need to feel yeah. alone because there's this beautiful community that wants to bring you in and welcome you and love you Right. And that's, that's been my goal. Like I said, you know, I don't turn, turn down any opportunity to talk about it because I don't want anyone to feel alone, even if they just need, you know, someone to sit with like you and I are doing right now on a FaceTime yeah. call. Um, mm -hmm. That can make a, a, a huge difference in someone's life if they have literally no one to talk to. Yeah, because that's a really, really scary feeling when 
the people you care about have turned against you for the stupidest reason in the world and then your friends yeah. aren't accepting and like I'm sure there's just endless list of things and to feel alone that's when you yeah. start getting and thoughts in your head <clears throat> and it's the support that's out there like and you make yeah. it so accessible right and that's the thing a lot of times they don't turn against you um that's one thing i've learned you know you do have families who kick out a child for coming out but a lot of times they're just so toxic you can't go to them with your problems you can't talk about you know what you're going through if you're transitioning um it also reminded me we also have people who share things in the group that they can't post on their personal page because their family is so toxic um you know celebrating a job promotion or you know things like that they don't want their family you know to have those toxic reactions to anything going on in their life so i think sometimes it's better if they do turn their back on you rather than being toxic and just making everything miserable so yeah Absolutely. Because when you're in that toxic environment and then you go into a healthy environment, it's a whole new mental struggle. So I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's better to go into an environment where there is love and support so that you don't have to tolerate that toxic because it's right. that's very devastating. Absolutely. Well, I'm so grateful for your time. I know you're very, very busy, so I won't keep you any longer. But thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and sharing what you do. And I'm, I just I can't express how grateful I am for you. Well, I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate you wanting to talk to me. Absolutely. And I've enjoyed our chat. I yeah me too and i'll get all those links posted in the show notes i'm going to be looking into joining myself so i can be supportive in some form or function for someone who is out there and just needs to be loved on good i'm glad to hear that <laughs> absolutely thank you so much thank you that's it with Dan Blevins. Next week, we talk with Tim Ormond. We often don't think about how film got its start in certain regions of the country. Tim's parents are the reason there is a film industry in Nashville, Tennessee. He grew up in Hollywood while his parents were writing screenplays, creating and producing films. Recently, Tim's life and his parents' life has been chronicled and put into a book, which is now available for purchase. Nashville Tower, 5,000 Bravo, Mayday, Mayday. And the tower immediately said, American 581, go around. And this was a, a American uh, 727 on short final. Gave it the power and go it around. And then he said, 5,000 Bravo, clear to land any runway, meaning the airport is yours. But we did not make it to the oh. airport. We crashed in a field, just missing a set of high-tension wires. Hey, thanks for listening to Journey to the Rise. Please do follow us on your podcast app so you have the latest episode downloaded. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our account is at Journey to the Rise Podcast. This episode was researched, produced, and edited by Girl Boss Productions. And please remember to be kind to yourself. When you are kind to you, it is easier to be kind to others. I'm Lucretia, and you've been listening to Journey to the Rise.